the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferret's Tove, financial literacy educator and speaker, entrepreneur, and chairman of the board of a bank in formation. Take charge of your financial future with Your Personal Bank. Now here's Ferret's Tove. Welcome to the Your Personal Bank Show. We have plenty of economic information to share today, so let's just jump right in. First of all, recently, the Consumer Price Index uh, for April came in at 8.3%, which means that inflation year over year has increased on average, according to the government statistics, 8.3%, at least on what they count. We'll put it that way. And of course, what that means is something that cost $100 a year ago now costs basically $108. Uh, that is barely less than it was in March when it hit 8.5, and pretty much just about every month prior to that, it, w- it was increasing. I've been saying for a while that inflation is still on the is going to continue for a while because it's still on the upswing; it's still climbing, and we won't know when we're going to be on the downhill slide of it when it's going to start going back down until we start seeing uh, lower numbers. Now, I don't think 8.5 to 8.3 is going to count uh, for lower numbers. I, I think it's far too early to tell if we're over the hump, so to speak, the worst of it. And the other reason why I do not believe we are over the worst of it is I've shared with uh, listeners on this show many times that as important as the consumer price index is, kind of gives us an idea at least of what inflation is uh, costing consumers. The, uh, the producer price index, or the PPI, is far more uh, important for a leading indicator because it's the, it's the indicator that uh, share, shows how much producers are paying for the cost of goods to make things. And most economists state that the producer price index gives us about a six-month uh, forward leading indicator. In other words, it gives us an idea of what inflation is probably going to look like six months from now. The April numbers have not come out yet on the producer price index, but last month they were 10%. So again, if we look at the producer price index telling us that that probably about uh, six months from now, um, inflation is going to be around 10% based on that indicator, that tells us we're not on the downward slide of this yet. Now, to be totally fair, do producers pass on the entire increase to consumers? No, they don't. But they do, on average pass on about two-thirds of those costs to the uh, end consumer, on, uh, typically, and the other third is typically, um, you well, basically how producers, what producers do is they reduce their costs, um, either by, say, reducing jobs or they reduce the quality or quantity of whatever it is they're making, so we get less of it for more money. We've all seen this already if you've been to a grocery store or a uh, restaurant or anything like that, you've been seeing smaller quantities on items and costing more, okay? We're going to see more of that, at least for the next six months or so. And even when it starts, that's again, that's not when it's over. See, this is where my frustration comes in because we we keep getting told repeatedly 
by our economic and political leaders that, first of all, this is no big deal, that it was transitory. Well, then it was, well, it's kind of going to be around, but it'll go away by the end of the year. Then, well, we messed up. We were behind the eight ball. The Federal Reserve stated that on getting ahead of inflation. No, duh, Sherlock. Um, I was saying that long, about a year ago, actually. So were many other people with with some common sense. And, um, you know, many things like that. And now, this is, again, what's so fr frustrating is there, there, the uh, consumer price index number that came in for April was higher than economists predicted. You know, who are these people? I mean, what rock are they living under? What bubble are they living they, they either have to be um, incredibly incompetent or so insulated that they don't understand the real world that's out there, okay? And I just get so frustrated when you got these people saying these things like it's transitory or these other things saying it's you know, leading people to believe that this isn't going to last as long as, well, it probably will. Now they're finally, finally, I mean, I guess it took repeated, you know, uh, hammer, you know, it's like, it's like getting hit in the head with a hammer repeatedly and finally waking up and realizing, oh, wow, that hurts. And they're finally, finally now saying there's not much to look forward to. Um, this is probably going to last quite a while. In fact, the, some of the, the Council of Economic Advisors is saying it's going to change. It's going to stay with us through 2023 now. So they're finally waking up to the fact of what most common sense people knew uh, if they were paying any kind of attention. So why they're doing these things, I, I can't say always. Uh, again, incompetency, living in a bubble or having agendas, political reasons for for not sharing, uh, not sharing the truth, frankly, I, which kind of leads me to my second point, which is is also just as frustrating, is you know Biden, for example, you know delivering marks on, uh, remarks on inflation and, and, and the economy and that kind of stuff, and you know there was a uh, there was a time that we had leaders who actually took responsibilities for their actions. Um, Truman was a was famous for having a sign on the desk saying the buck stops here. This current administration and Biden in particular is is willing to blame everyone but himself. And, you know, we've heard it. It's like blame this person, blame that person, blame this, anything except themselves. And the reality is, they're the ones that caused the biggest the biggest reason for the cause of all this inflation. In fact, inflation is running at about 8%, according to the CPI, about 10%, uh, according to the PPI, the producer price index, in the United States. Which, folks, you know, in Europe, who they're also, they're dealing with, <laughs> they got a war on their doorstep. Uh, they're dealing with energy crisis issues and everything else. And depending on the country, they're dealing with somewhere around 4 to 6% inflation. They're, they have inflation, it's high, higher than average, but about far less than ours. Why is that? Well, the number one primary reason, and most people have come to realize this, is a Biden administration who was famously day one shut down the Keystone Pipeline. But that's just, that was just the beginning. That was, that was, that's not the whole reason. They shut down something like eight or ten other pipelines also which didn't really get much news, right? 
They shut down drilling, for example, in um, all federal lands for over a year. Okay, They were taken to court, lost, finally, and just recently announced that they would allow drilling uh, for uh, or leasing, lease oil leases, and then came out with tw about 20% of what the industry wanted for leases. And then they recently just shut down uh, those um, those lease offers because their claim was, quote unquote, there were, nobody was interested. They didn't have enough bidders. They had like three bidders. But the reality is they increased the regulations. They increased the costs. They increased the ability for where it used to be a two-year two moratorium to sue for various different things, economic impact. Now you can go 12 years back, okay? They changed so many rules, okay, that they made it economically not feasible to, to, to uh, take advantage of these oil leases and drill. So basically what the Biden administration has done, if you remember um, Charlie Brown and Lucy, those cart the old cartoons, um, where Lucy would hold the football for Charlie Brown, right? And each time she would promise Charlie Brown that she would she would hold the football and let him kick it. And each and every time, he would run up to it, and at the last second, she'd pull it away. That is what the administration is doing with these oil and gas leases and giving, is, is they're saying, well, we're doing it, and then, you know, like Lucy, showing the football, so they can say politically they're doing it and then turn around and yank the football away and make it economically not feasible to be able to drill. And they're doing that at a time when we have all-time high gas prices, all-time high energy prices. We have a situation now with inflation where the average American family is paying more than 5000 5, over 5000 a year more than they were a year ago on essentials like food and fuel. A study I read, read very recently stated that two-thirds of American households are now living paycheck to paycheck. And you, the issue here is, I had a, a person ask me this today, in fact, and I was explaining to them that what's happening, what's going on, doing these things, it, it, it's, it's really like they figure out what, what would benefit the average American citizen? And then let's do the opposite. And he asked me the question. He says, do you think this is intentional? And I've shared this before on the show. I absolutely believe this is intentional. Because if they were truly this incompetent, by accident, sometimes they would do something that would be good for the average American. I can't think of one single solitary thing that they've done that's been good or beneficial to the average American citizen. It's always been for someone else, illegals, other countries, or better, just generally bad for Americans. Stay tuned in the next segment. I'm going to share with you how to gain control of this situation, how to gain uh, more gain more cash flow, reduce market risk, all those kinds of things. Contact me at toll free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. 
We are discussing a number of economic issues right now that are going on. One of the other things I didn't fail to bring up in the last segment was not only did the consumer price index for um, April come in at 8.3%, which was higher than economists were expecting, predicting. I don't know how in the world they thought that, but whatever. Uh, they're not in the real world. Anyway, my point is, so that, that was a negative. But then on top of that, because that came out, because again, it's clear that inflation is not going down like they were trying to tell us before. Okay, now they're finally admitting it's not. It's going to be around a while. So the uh, Federal Reserve came out and announced just very recently that they are going to they raise rates uh, next month in May, uh, another half point, and again in June, a half point, and then look at it after that. They, they recently raised a half a point already. So that would be 1.75% increases if they follow through as they state they're going to do in about four months, or almost 2% increases uh, total in about four months. Folks, that's aggressive. That is fast. That is dramatically, dramatically going to change a lot of things in our economy. It's it's the on the, the that news for example the stock market started well frankly it just went into a free fall okay the markets are going to have a really really hard time with higher inflation because increased cost of 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 money to you know grow and expand business but another example I was talking to a gentleman earlier today after those news after that news and he stated uh, they they were building a new house right and they when they're they put their first deposit down and their loan rate was something like three and a half percent. They're supposed to finish the house. The builder is somewhere towards the end of the year. And his statement was to me, well, if they raise the rates like that, I'm going to be looking at a five or six percent mortgage and we won't be able to afford it. And I said, and then I say, stated to him, it's not if they raise it, this is what they have stated they're going to do. So, the sad part is, and you know, now they're reconsidering, they're going to see if they can try to sell the house before it's built or whatever to get out of the situation, because frankly, they're not going to be able to afford it. That's just one example of how economic impact dramatically can impact negatively people. I, or another situation, another thing, I, today, I was driving, I was leaving the house and uh, I live in a nicer part in North Scottsdale area, actually. And um, we have a Fry's uh, grocery store about a half a mile away. And I saw a neighbor and his son walking home carrying grocery bags. Now, you know, it was a nice day and all that, which is great. And I mentioned, hey, yeah, it's a uh, nice day for a walk. And he's like, yeah, I'm saving gas too. I said, well, there you go. It's healthier. And, and that's true. And, 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 and looking at it, they were looking at it as a positive, taking it, you know, that's good. But think about that. They're not driving to the store, although walking is healthier, of course, but because of economic reasons, they're choosing to. They're being forced. Many people are getting forced into this. As I stated in the first segment, two thirds of American households are now living paycheck to paycheck, and the average household is paying over 5000 more in food and gas alone than they were a year ago. These are things I, I met with a contractor today, and he, he, I shared his story about a year ago. Or he was saying to me that he used to buy plywood, I think he said, for something like $10 or $12 a sheet. And at that point, it was about a year ago, it had gone up to 40 And he was like, how in the world are we going to you know, build houses and, and buildings and stuff 
they're going to cost twice as much to build with this kind of stuff. Well, I'm, I caught back up with him today, and he's like, well, it hit 50 a sheet. And I asked him, where is it now? And he goes, when I buy it, I just close my eyes. I don't even want to look at the price. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that's going on out there. And this is real-world stuff, folks. And like I said, the root to all this is energy policy. When you reduce energy and you try to run the most sophisticated and advanced economy in world history on alternative fuels, green energy, it doesn't work. And the reason it doesn't work, and I have nothing against green energy. Heck, if it's commercially viable, I will use it. But it's not the technology is not ready for prime time. It cannot support the economy that we have, which means, as our current administration repeatedly like politicians like they say, they want to fundamentally change this country. By golly, they're accomplishing it, aren't they? It's what's so frustrating about all this. It's bad enough that you know, Biden just wants to blame everyone but himself and his administration. And let's face it, they're the primary cause of this. What's really frustrating is the lack of leadership and the just the outright lies. I'm sorry, just flat out lies. And I don't know about you, but I'm just really sick and tired of being lied to and gaslit. And no, that's not my fault. And it is, and everyone, their brother knows it's, it's his fault, okay? And this administration. If they would just get out of the way, this economy would boom. You know, it's, it's a self-inflicted wound. It's, it, it was totally preventable. That's what is incredibly, incredibly so frustrating about this. We could have produced the energy that we needed. And then when the, if, if, if and when the war occurred over in Ukraine, and Europe needed some energy to get off the, the Russian energy, right? Which is part of the cause of that war, all right? We could have provided it for them. We could have been the supplier. Costs would have gone up some, but nowhere near where they are now. But no, we're not coming to the rescue to help Europe. No, we're doing nothing. We're, we're, in fact, we're not, we're not in the position to help ourselves even. It's kind of like this. A poor person can't help a poor person, Right? And it's just, it's, again, it's a self-inflicted wound. It's like shooting yourself in the foot intentionally. And there was just no, hitting yourself with a, in the head with a baseball bat. You know, it just makes no logical sense unless you realize it's intentional. And these are people that want power. They want change. They want control. And, the, you know, their political agenda or their, their agenda is more important than anything else, including the benefit of this country or Americans. They're very, very selfish people. They're looking out for their own benefit and no one else's. You know, that's really what it comes down to is why with everything that's going on with the economy, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, the markets, stock markets, of course, are feeling the effects big time. I do believe we'll see real estate's gonna gonna see a correction at least to some sort. You know the the cryptocurrencies are falling like a rock. Every you know there's a lot of things going that people invested in. They're losing tremendous amount of of value. Okay, uh, of asset value. You know, I know you guys hear me say it all the time. 
none of my clients have lost any money. Your personal bank is guaranteed safe and insured. In fact, it's getting better. The interest, the dividends are, are getting better, and we expect them to get better as we go forward with interest rates climbing. Uh, borrowing rates are, 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 are uh, reducing in some cases um, because it's a safer investment asset for a bank to loan. So again, if you set up a personal bank to earn dividends and then access to a bank line of credit to get uh, positive arbitrage, you have more money. Your money goes farther. You have more liquidity. You're tax-free. You're guaranteed. You reduce market risk. And you can also leverage these things to increase your rate of terms into solid double digits. Contact me at toll-free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com for more information. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ferentz at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferentz Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. So I've been uh, ranting about the economic challenges that are self-inflicted by our country with the economic, um, yeah, the energy policy, which is triggered inflation, highest inflation we've seen in 40 years. It's continuing. Now even the administration and, and economic leaders or even the Federal Reserve are saying this is going to be around through 2023 at least. Um, Federal Reserve is going to be raising interest rates. They raised them a half point recently. They're going to do it again in May, another half point in May, another half point in June. Uh, they're going to aggressively go after this. But here's the problem we're dealing with. As long as the energy policy doesn't change, they can raise interest rates. It'll have some effect on reducing inflation. But the cause, it doesn't get to the root cause. The root cause is we need more energy for this economy to run. It's that simple. Everything that we as people, consumers purchase, nearly everything is affected by energy because nearly everything is transported, oftentimes several times through the process, which increases the cost of goods to either to, to create them, generate them, transport them, whatever, or all of the above. So the Federal Reserve, here's the thing, here's the dirty little secret. The Federal Reserve can raise interest rates as high, you know, can just keep going and going higher and higher. And it's never going to address the core problem of, of reduced energy availability, which will create, um, which creates inflation. The other thing that's creating inflation is spending far too much money. The federal government has helicoptered trillions of dollars into the system, far more money than it needs to be. They just need to stop. Biden's even talking about raising taxes. Fortunately, his, his approval ratings are so low, I think the chances of him actually being able to raise taxes are about as good as me uh, you know, building a snowman in my front yard in Phoenix in July. Okay, I don't think it's going to happen. But, but it just gives you an idea of how far out of touch these people are. And again, I firmly believe it's intentional. They want to create chaos, dev economic devastation. And, and force more and more people to rely on the government for their well-being, for their good, and then they gain more power and more control. For, and that's what I firmly believe this is what this is all about. But another example of how this administration just doesn't care about the American people, this, this um, shortage for formula for babies is, is just, it's mind-boggling. 
And like they said, the, the, the article here talks about it's outright criminal that Congress dragged, dragged uh, rushing, oh, Congress rushed $40 billion to Ukraine and was waiting two weeks to schedule a hearing on the formula shortage. They'll send $40 billion to Ukraine, r- Russia through, get it to them immediately, you know, quickly. But, you know, the baby formula shortage isn't that important, and we'll schedule that, deal with that in a couple of weeks. And, again, it's, it's being more concerned about other people. You know, look, I don't even think it gets to the Ukrainians, but we've got our own problems now, and it's mostly thankful thanks to the current administration shooting ourselves in the foot with energy policy, for example. We need to get, we need to, it just shows you how these people in charge currently right now don't care one whit at all about the American people. And it just, it goes on and on and on. I love this one. Keith Oberman spends Mother's Day attacking a mom for choosing to homeschool her children. You know, that is such, so out of touch. You know, I, I, I just, you know... Why should one? Why should he even care? I mean, let's be real. If a mom wants to homeschool her kids, she should have the right and does to do that. It's none of it's none of his business what she does with with her kids and, and as long as she's educating them and she is okay. But it goes back to this whole idea that the government is the answer to everything. They want control of education of our kids. They want the economic control over us or. The more and more people are reliant on them for their basic necessities. So, so why? So that they'll then vote for them and they gain more power and more control. It's really insidious. And it's really, really a ugly, nasty approach to politics. But that's, what we're, that's the world we're in. That's what we're living in. The good news, the good news out of all of this, and then I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned in the last segment because i got some things I want to share, some solutions. The good news is all of this stuff has really waken up the American people. I say it's like waking up the uh, sleeping giant, you know, and the, the polling numbers show it. We're not stupid. We're not foolish like they think we are. And people are waking up. And I hope they get a shellacking in November that they will an historical generational beatdown in the election that they will never forget. If you want to take control of your money and, and, and navigate this crazy economy we're dealing with, in, interest rates and inflation and, and the market's going crazy, and you want to grow your money safely, guaranteed, have more money, leverage it to get double-digit returns safely using bank money, contact me at toll-free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to Your Personal Bank Show. All right. So we've got record inflation. It's continuing. We're over 8% currently. We don't know when it's going to end. The Federal Reserve and other economic experts have come out stated now, finally, that it's going to last for quite some time, probably at least through 2023. We have a stock market that recently has been, well, since the first of the year, uh, de- is been going downward and at times even in a free fall. Cryptocurrencies, same thing, losing value on a regular basis, especially since the first of the year. Real estate has been a lone bright spot. 
remains to be seen what's going to happen there. Most experts, I've interviewed some of them myself, agree that we're in for a we're due for a correction of some sort. The average American family spending over $5,000 per year more on food and fuel, the essentials, than they were a year ago. Two-thirds of American households are now currently living paycheck to paycheck. So one wrong thing, one bad thing, economically, health-wise, or their job, whatever, puts them in economic dire straits. Folks, these are the facts that we're dealing with right now. What do you do? How do you navigate all this? How do you... This is the kind of stuff that uh, we haven't seen the type of economy for 40 years. How do you navigate this? What do you do? Well, first of all, guarantees are really important now. You want to reduce market risk, if, if any type of risk, really, if at all possible. Interest rate sensitive assets shine. They thrive in a higher interest rate environment. The Federal Reserve has stated that they've raised rates already recently, half a point, quarter point prior to that, and plan to raise half points raises in May and June of this year. So we're going to see another 1% uh, on the federal funds rate within two months, according to the Fed. Now, 1% may not sound like a big deal, but it's a huge deal, folks, because if you remember not, not long ago, uh, somebody with good, really good credit could get a 3% 30-year fixed mortgage. A 1% increase means that same mortgage is now 4%, okay? And if you add up the amount of interest, by the way, the Federal Reserve is going to be raising rates almost 2%. So that, that from, from a couple months ago to a couple months from now. So that 3% mortgage, 30-year fixed mortgage, is now going to be a 5% mortgage. That's somebody with great credit. That nearly doubles the amount of interest someone pays on their mortgage loan. And if you understand any mortgage, a uh, typical mortgage has hundreds of thousands of dollars of interest in it. So if you just have $100,000 of interest, and that'll be a small amount for most people, most mortgages, you just about double that. So that means that person is going to pay another $100,000 for that house. In many cases, it's two and 300000 more, just so you know. These are make, make massive, massive differences, okay? And that affects everything up the chain in terms of interest rates. So what do you do? Well, highly interest rate sensitive asset thrives. It shines in a higher interest rate environment. Your personal bank has historically and recently had some of the highest interest rates guaranteed available. They've been paying currently 5.75 to 6% dividends insured with guarantees and tax-free. They've been paying these dividends for the last 25 plus years and never missed a dividend since literally before the Civil War. All of these companies have come out and stated with this increasing interest rate environment, it, we fully those, those dividend rates, we fully expect them to increase. So if you invest in your personal bank policy to earn dividends, you're actually going to be increasing your rate of return going forward as interest rates rise. So it's a good, safe place to put your money with liquidity. By the way, folks, during economic challenges, having access to your money becomes even more important. For many people, if something goes wrong, paramount. You don't want to have to be able to access money and have taxes or penalties. That you That's like kicking a dog when it's down. I've seen this situations too many, so many times where somebody's been putting money away for example, into an IRA or a 401k or whatever, 
for a period of time. And then they get into an economic situation or a health situation or whatever where they need access to money and the only they lost their job, maybe whatever. And they need access to the money, period. And so not only do they take it out, they pay taxes, but penalties on top of it. Again, that's like kicking a dog when it's down. These personal bank policies, when we set them up, they have 50 to 85% liquidity, access to the funds day one, folks, day one. And 100% liquidity within the first few years. So you have plenty, plenty of access. You can let your money grow, but if you do need it because there's an emergency, you have access to most of the money. That's, in, that's paramount, particularly in tough economic times. But the other thing is the second, second point, the second step, is where we set up the bank lines of credit to access the funds at a lower rate than what you're earning. Both the interest rate the banks charge and the dividend rate you're get earning are highly interest rate sensitive. They're highly correlated. So as interest rates rise, we fully expect both to go up. The positive arbitrage, historically, the difference of what you earn versus what you get charged has been around 2 to 4% on average annually. My point is simple. If the rates go up, they both go up. And so you typically maintain that positive arbitrage throughout. Okay? So my point is you're going to have access to the money. It's safe. There's no risk. It's tax-free. you got liquidity. And if you need to access it, you take it from the bank, not from the, the policy, so that you can get that positive arbitrage. And what that is, again, it's the difference. If you're earning, for example, 575 and you get charged three and a quarter, you're keep from the bank when you access the money, you're keeping the difference. You're still earning two and a half percent on money you spent. That's how this works. It's really not that complicated. Now, what's interesting is sometimes people, I'll tell you right straight up where people get hung up. They'll say, well, if I access the money from the bank, remember you put it in the policy to earn dividends and then you access it from the bank. And if you borrow money, you access money from the bank, they're going to charge you interest. Yes. And they'll say, well, I don't want to borrow money. Or, you know, you know, I'm going to owe the bank more money if you don't pay them back. That is true. But here's the thing. You, how, you're, you're getting charged three and a quarter, but the same dollars over in the policy is earning five, seven, five. What's happening to your money? You're earning more than you're getting charged. That's called safe leverage. That is called being wise with your money okay and then there's a one other third step you can do to further leverage this even further and basically that just involves you fund one of these things to earn dividends leave it there let it grow it's pretty straightforward when you want to access money you access it from the bank line to earn the keep the difference right still earn some interest on the money you've spent but then if you haven't haven't taken the money to invest or spend or use elsewhere and you, you've got it there building up you can actually take funds from there to fund another one of these policies to earn another dividend, okay? And yes, a bank would charge you, but again, you keep the positive arbitrage. So a simple example I use all the time is, how do you get to double-digit returns? Like many of my clients do. See, the, mis the common misconception, other one is, well, usually when you involve safety and guarantees, you that usually equals low returns. Yes, you gain safety, but you lose lose the returns. And here, that is not the case. You can build up solid double-digit returns consistently over your lifetime by leveraging, just like banks do. And how does that work? It's simple. If you put money into policy to grow dividends, 
and then you later you haven't spent that or you haven't spent all of it okay you haven't accessed all of it from the bank line you've let some of it there grow you could take that portion say a year two three down the road uh, usually it works really well depending how we structure it after one to two years and you could take some of those money some of those funds borrow them against the um the bank line and use them to fund another policy now let's say you were getting a six percent average rate of return on the dividends the blends that we do we do IULs and whole life blends to maximize returns okay and six to eight percent is our average consistent average rate of return long term over multiple decades if you're let's say getting just six and you'll see your positive arbitrage happen to be three like I said two to four is the norm so I'm right in the middle if you just let me use an example if you put in a hundred thousand and you got six percent uh six percent dividends you got you made six grand right if you then leverage that some of that to fund a second policy to get another six percent dividend it costs you three to do it you're gain, still gaining three so on that money you're now getting a rate of return of nine percent on those funds and if you duplicate that again a few years later which you usually can two to three years later you're now 12% on those dollars. And I, like I said, I, I have and work with people that have been doing this with multiple generations of this, so to speak. And over a period of five, six, seven years, they're in the 20% rate of return, folks. I'm not saying everybody's gonna get that. It depends on your situation. If you add money to it, you can accelerate this quicker, okay? I just want you to understand that. But you can do it even with your initial amounts that you put in, starting it out in the first year, couple of years, and you can have it start growing on itself and funding itself and increasing your rate of return over time. What I'm really going to re recommend you do, if this is over your head a little bit or you want more information, contact me at toll free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. The last thing I get from this is sometimes people say to me, well, it's, it's, it makes sense. I like it. It just sounds too good to be true. It's not. It's very straightforward, very simple. In fact, this is exactly how most banks operate. In other words, I'll illustrate. Let's say, for example, you deposited $100,000 in a bank, and you pick a name, any of the national banks you want. I don't care. What's the first thing they do with the money? Typically, they go to the Federal Reserve, and they will borrow seven to 10 times the amount you deposited at low interest rates. So now they have somewhere around 800 to a million dollars available that they can then loan out car loans, home loans, whatever, right? They've taken your deposit and leveraged it, borrowing the money at a lower interest rate, leveraged it and get these returns. Let's just say they got a 5% return on a million dollars of loans. You gave them a hundred grand, they borrowed 900, so then from the Federal Reserve at a low interest rate, and now they have a million dollars to loan out, let's say they get 5% average return. Well, on a million dollars of 5%, that's $50,000 a year of interest, gross interest they would earn. If their cost of borrowing, say, was $10,000, the interest, they're keeping the difference, or $40,000. Folks, the average bank in America makes between 30 and 40% gross annual income on your deposits. In Arizona, I can state to you, this is public record. The average bank in Arizona it, last year, 2021, earns 21% net profit 
In other words, that was after their employees, cost of buildings, and everything. Folks, banks make money. Banks know how to make money. They're savvy about money. And you can duplicate that and learn from them and do the same thing with cash value policies. By the way, I want you to understand one other thing about it, why we use that and why it's so important. First of all, like I said earlier, it's safe. It has guarantees. It's tax-free. You can do you can leverage this stuff safely using bank money. You can leverage it. Why is it considered so safe? FDIC states tier one capital is the safest type of capital a bank can own. So banks invest in things themselves. This is the safest capital they can own. They have to have a certain percentage of that in their portfolio to be a health considered a healthy bank. And the only assets that fall under tier one capital basically are cash, cash equivalents, and cash value life. So this was considered among the safest capital you can own by FDIC. So again, if you want to learn how to operate like a bank, thrive through this economics chaos that we're dealing with, with high interest rates, high inflation, markets going crazy, Contact me at toll-free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, that's 866-268-4422. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. This show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information. The presenter and guest on this program do not engage in legal, accounting, or tax advice. Professional advice regarding your situation should be sought if required. Products and writers may have limitations and may not be available in all states. Excessive unpaid loans may affect performance. Distributions may become taxable if not managed properly. Replacements may not be suitable for everyone. There may be charges when replacing coverage. Compare when considering a replacement. Dividend rates and make line of credit rates may change. Contact yourpersonalbank.com for current rates. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.